Hi, beautiful people. This is Beanie Shavery, and I'm here with your Sunday's Intuitive Energy Corner. I know that it has been a couple weeks since I have technically done the Energy Corners, but I've put them into the daily doses, especially since we have been on going on now week two of our emergency realignment detox. I felt that it was necessary today to give you one because the episode that will be released tomorrow, which will give you guys the overview of what our lesson is for this week and our work is for this week, it's very significant for me to give you guys a little bit of an understanding of how your life, how you may be affected and give you a little bit more clarity on how to work with the energy, and I say energy because it is internal, um, aspects of yourself to really connect with what we are setting out to do for week two. Now, for those of you who are new, you have not really, um, you're not accustomed to what the energy, intuitive energy sessions or intuitive energy corners are. It is typically on Sundays, I release episodes that are more, Um, Not really spiritual, but well, they're very spiritual based. Um, I don't speak a lot about it's not the astrology overview and it's not a daily dose. It is um, a lot of intuitive guidance that assists you in navigating the week ahead. So it is very much so in alignment with what I already released to you guys, but it is a bit more um, in depth to help you, especially when we're having different things that we're having to do challenge wise it helps you to navigate and gain a deeper perspective and utilize the tools within to help you navigate that so that is what this particular um episode is it also is i give a little bit of resources such as for my listeners who love and are very much into crystals. I give you some crystals that will assist you throughout the week. I also give you a little bit more information when it comes to what you may be seeing in your visions or what you may be drawn to or what you may be experiencing dream wise. And um, also, if you aren't, a lot of people are into crystals and they like crystals, but they can't, they don't buy crystals because they don't know where to start. Or sometimes a lot of crystals are really expensive, authentic crystals. So this helps you when you understand what type of crystal will be supporting you. It helps you to be drawn to that. You may be drawn to do more research. It may be something you've seen in your dreams. It may be something that you're just wanting to connect with without actually having it in your possession. So this is uh, just a very informative, a very informative uh, episode that I do typically on Sundays. But this week in particular, it is going to assist you with the week ahead in a way that is going to benefit you with, especially with this Sagittarian um, solar eclipse that we will be experiencing on tomorrow. Now, I want to say to you guys, the I'll give you a briefing of what the journey ahead for next week will be. The journey will definitely be about honoring the revelations and honoring um, the lessons and and. I can already sense the questions of how, how am I supposed to honor the pain? 
How am I supposed to honor the anger and honor the lost? And how do I honor my quote unquote ancestors? And how do I honor the lessons and honor all of these things? And one thing that I would like to give you a bit of a perspective on is you can't honor anything until you acknowledge that it exists. And then once you acknowledge that it exists, you sit with it. You build a relationship with it. You acknowledge the relationship you've had with it. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm healed from this. Oh, I've let that go. But you never really even acknowledged that that thing that you were to let go of even existed. You may have addressed the surface of it, but you haven't really dug deep enough to understand why it's there and what it was meant to teach you. And so when we speak about honoring our past and honoring the lessons and honoring the pain and honoring the loss and honoring the parts that are happy and honoring the parts that give you joy, that means sitting with that thing. And again, it's a very personal journey. I would also like to give you guys a bit of a perspective when it comes to ancestors. A lot of people like to have this big thing about ancestry once someone passed away. But it's very important to understand and to look at it in a sense of you interact with your ancestors every single day in the flesh. Because everyone that you interact with in the flesh that passes away in a sense, becomes an ancestor. They don't become purified because they pass away. They don't become who they are in an ancestry spiritual realm is who they are as well in the flesh. So it's very, very, and this is why I tell people all the time when it's, do you call on your ancestors? I, I don't call on unfamiliar spirits to do anything for me. Because whether I call on anything to assist me, it's all here to be a part of my journey. When you speak about spiritual guides, you're just speaking about people that have turned into spiritual elements or spiritual um, aspects of life. So when you're speaking about gaining a deeper connection with your ancestors and honoring your ancestors, you have to ask yourself, how did you honor them in the flesh? And did you know them? And do you know them now? When I pray or when I meditate and I connect to what I feel is spiritually connected to me, I don't intentionally go beyond that of which I'm familiar with, meaning my father, meaning my grandparents, my great grandparents, um, my great aunts and great uncles that I know and knew in the flesh because I know their spirit. I know that their intentions are pure and wanting the best for me. 
And so I, I would give you a bit of a understanding or a bit of a shift in perspective and think about how you interact with your ancestors that are alive before they go into an ancestral realm. Your grandparents that are here right now in the flesh that you don't speak to, that you don't learn about, that you don't go to for advice, that you don't go to for prayers, the ancestors that have passed over that you now honor so much in a spiritual realm that you did not even value in the presence. Think about the people that you interact with today. They will become ancestors at one point. How does your interactions with them now prepare you for when that happens? And when you think about things in this way, you begin to operate in a different energetic space. You begin to be more honorable in how you interact every single day. And this assists you on the path of honoring everything because when you understand that there are different levels to transitions, you understand the importance of honoring it as you encounter it. People assume that they know so much about the afterlife when we don't. We only know based on what we've read, what we have learned through spiritual connecting or what we assume is what we've been taught. Um, That's what we know. But no one has no one has physical proof and physically touched the afterlife in a way that you can share where it's completely understood with someone else. And that's further information and further acknowledgement that you and your spiritual path and your spiritual journey and your connecting to the afterlife is a very personal and sacred thing. There's no debate about your spiritual beliefs when you are truly rooted and grounded in what those beliefs are. But there's always going to be debate when your spiritual roots fluctuate with your mood, with the times, with what's trending, what's popular. And so I take it very personal. And I feel it's very invasive for someone to exert their spiritual beliefs and their spiritual ideas of perfection upon someone else. It's very, very disrespectful because you don't have the power to control another person's spiritual path because it is not yours to assign. So as we're going into this week and we think about 2020, And beyond, because this is a year of of restructuring, but also dealing with a lot of the trauma and things that have happened on the core level from the past. A lot of things that are embedded in your spirit that you have not released because you haven't acknowledged and you've pretended to be healed from, even though you've never addressed it. 
So this week is going to be about honoring that because before we get to where we can release something, we have to first recognize that it exists. When we think about the list that you created during week one, the list that explained to you what you have assigned yourself to that didn't fall in line with you. And you'll, you may find this week that there are even more things that you didn't even recognize, you didn't even believe in, that you've allowed yourself to be a part of, that how it's contradicted everything you say you stand for. And instead of being angry about those real revelations and those realizations, it is about honoring the opportunity to acknowledge it. Because only when you recognize and see something can you really decide to separate from it or continue on that path. So when we're speaking about this week, when I'm going to be speaking about honoring the revelations, I mean, honoring the heartbreak, honoring the disappointment, honoring the physical loss. Acknowledging that you're learning more about yourself and you're honoring the path of transgression. You're honoring the path of transition. You're honoring the path of renewal. Even when it hurts. Gaining a deeper understanding and intimate relationship with you. Because that's what it's about. This year has been about revealing so much of the obvious, but also ripping up the root of which it stood and stands. And that is very difficult for people who don't want to release what is comfortable. Spirituality, emotional compatibility, mental stimulation, physical alignment. These things are master teachers. That means there will be circumstances and situations that will unfold, that will create opportunities to learn more about those aspects of yourself. For some of you, you are very spiritually connected, but you run from it and it's understood because not every journey of spirituality includes you using that as a token of profit. Nor does it mean that it's something that you're supposed to use always for the public. Sometimes you're put in a position to be an anchor for yourself, an anchor for your family, an anchor and a representation of the power that one can spiritually hold that actually pours into other vessels 
to continue to grow that particular aspect of self and life and love. Your home and everything that you connect to should be a manifestation of everything you say you believe and stand for. But what does that mean? That means that if you don't understand your true power and your true gifts, how can you truly say you're the queen or king of anything? How can you have a balanced relationship? How can you have a fruition of everything you truly desire and say you have been praying and working towards if you're not rooted or grounded and you have no foundation that's standing on solid ground? How? The ideas that you can hold on to everything that you think you know about yourself and everything that you know to not be true and still gain from that everything you desire is an illusion because you can't We're all connected to something in a spiritual realm because we are spiritual beings that are operating in a physical form. But there's more to us than just the spiritual aspect. It is one of the most important parts of us, but it is more to us than the physical, than the spiritual aspect, because it takes more than just the spiritual aspect to groom the physicality of who we are. And so for a lot of us, this journey is teaching us, 2020 has, is teaching us to trust in the unknown, to trust in that of which we do not know, to trust in the parts of us that we truly are disconnected from and yearning to be connected from in a sense that brings us more awareness of self opposed to tearing us further apart. And the more you trust in the unknown, the more you trust in what you do not recognize you don't know, the more you feel obligated to release everything that is not in alignment with what you've learned. But that doesn't mean you discard the lessons of it. It means that you don't hold on to the remnants of it in hopes to to gain clarity or to gain a deeper connection. You accept that it's here to teach you more about you and more about life and more about the existence and you be okay with releasing that. And when you're okay with releasing it, then you can trust in who you are. You can trust in your ability to be. You can trust in your gifts. You can trust in that of which you are shown. That's why a lot of people don't trust their intuition because they don't really know how to hear it. And they know that they're not even living in a truth to where their intuition would be valid. And so there is a clear understanding between insanity and there's a clear, um, a clear divide between insanity, insecurity and intuition. Trying to decipher which part you fall in is a big part of the problem, not understanding that they all can coexist together. But one has to be more powerful than the other 
in order for it to be a fruition that you really can live off of, a crop that really will reap the aspects that you need to survive because you're not the only one eating from that crop in any sense of the word. Everything that's connected to you is also partaking in that particular dish. What do you do? What are you serving? There is a voice, a voice that you're needing to connect to within a voice that allows you to not hide from your truth and not hide from your insecurities and not hide from the pain, but embrace it. Accepting that it's very easy to point out the faults in everyone else and in someone else and in something else, but also being very blind to the faults of yourself because your whole idea of perfection has relied on you pointing out the faults of others, which is furthering you from the path that you yourself are supposed to be on that is helping you to build the very things that your crop is needing to create this fruition that you truly desire. What does that mean? That means that your addictions and your lack of identity and your lack of connecting and your lack of balance and your lack of groundedness and your lack of fruit, um, fertile soil is hindering your growth. It's hindering your process. It's the reason why nothing you seem to want to create or manifest actually comes into fruition because the roots The roots are tainted. The roots have been discarded for so long and you're thinking that you can just pour a little fertilizer on top. You can just water it a little bit and give it a little bit of sun and eventually it's going to grow. That's not how it works. There's a nurturing that's required. There is a bit of stimulation that is necessary and tending to that is required in order for you to really really see the fruits of your labor. What you are reaping is your lack of. And when you're speaking about honoring, that means I'm honoring and accepting that that is a truth. That may not be the whole truth, but it is a truth. And I respect that. And I honor that. And I acknowledge that. And I am doing the work to address that so that it does not create a continuous pattern that continues to line me up at this place. You're needing to be connected to the fearlessness of your soul, the fearlessness of who you are. It doesn't matter that you are a descendant of whomever you claim to be a descendant of if you're not harnessing in the power in which they held. And I'm not speaking about power in a sense of patriarchy. I'm speaking about power in the sense of knowing thyself, being rooted in thyself, having principles that they stood on that continue to create generations after them that believed in thyself. It's not to know your history and continue to hold it as a crutch. It is to know your history and to tap into that historical prefix 
so that you're able to create something that sustains you above where you've always been ancestrally. Example, it's not enough to know that historically as a culture, your culture was a part of a slave identity. Our existence was slave. That wasn't our only existence, but because that is the heaviest that we connect to, that is all we associate our heritage with. But the historical preference, preference of who you are did not start with slavery. But do you really know that? Or is that only a a substantial truth when you're trying to refer to yourself as a king or queen? So understanding the truth about who you really are and not just adapting to a truth you've been taught or told is a part of honoring the revelations. Because only then can you really communicate the truth of who you are and the truth of what you, where you stand and the truth of what you believe. Only then can you really stand on your real truth and authenticity. Only then can you see things from a different perspective and be able to really create the true essence of what you're wanting. But you can't do that in a chicken coop when you're meant to be an eagle. So it's differentiating between where you're where you're supposed to be and where you're ordained to be and where you're comfortable being. There's a different level. And just because a chicken wants to be where the eagle lies does not mean that that chicken is created to be able to hold that level of height. They're not. So understanding who you are and mastering that reality within your own life is the goal. Being slow to speak, slow to act is what you're having to do. So many people share so much misinformation because they want to be the first to do it. They want to be the first to share. They want to be the first to, you know, explore it, be the first to acknowledge it. They want to be first, first to be what first to do what. And why is that important? If what you're first at is something that is not even built on integrity, it's not built on truth. It's not built on authenticity. It's not built on honesty. It is built on gossip. It is built on lies. It is built on being someone in the know of something that has no benefit or addition to making your life better. Why do you need to be the first to do that? Learning to be silent, learning to hold your voice and use your voice when it matters most, not just because you have one. Being diligent about searching for the truth of self, being diligent about your past, your upbringing and being honest about it. Did you really have the hard upbringing that you like to associate with your historical preference? Or do you really know the experiences of your past? 
Can you honor those experiences? Can you say that those experiences have made you a better person despite the pain of it? What have you learned from the mishaps of your past? What have you learned from the absent parent or the parent that you deem has failed you in some way? What have you learned from that experience and how are you repeating cycles that continue that curse? A lot of people pass on trauma. A lot of people can regurgitate their pain and their parents' pain and the lack of from their past because they haven't allowed themselves to sit with that experience and see how far they've come because of that experience. You do not learn your best lessons from the easiest trials. You do not learn your strength and capabilities through an easy breezy opportunity. It takes work to dig down and get the truth of. Have you just built this hatred toward this parent because you were taught that that parent was not who they needed to be or where they need to be in your life? Have you taken the time to sit with what if the opportunities presented to this parent forfeited their opportunity to be who I needed them to be? What if certain elements created a, an aura or created a environment that made it impossible for them to do so? Is that really the reason why you're not who you wanted to be because a parent wasn't in the household? What about the parent that was there? What about addressing what they particularly didn't provide even though they were present? Or how about honoring that you became who you were and you've learned what you've learned by them not doing those things. So it made you more competent. It made you better. It made you stronger. It made you understand and aware of the different aspects of parenting that you yourself may have lacked had you not experienced the neglect of that or the abandonment of that or not having it in your life. These relationships, you're requiring these people to be who you're wanting them to be, but you aren't understanding that they're not your children. They're not your Muppet baby. They're not your Mr. Potato or Mrs. Potato Head. This is a entirely different creation that is not birthed like you, that didn't come into the environment that you came into, that does not have the tools that you may think they needed, does not exist to be a mirror to you. It is about understanding the makeup of which that partner is made up of. And without trying to change that partner into who you think on your limited understanding of, of world views of humanity, you are accepting that this is who this person is. This is why this person may be this way. And it's not for me to dictate a change. It is for me to accept that this is who they are and make a decision consciously on if I need to be a part of that or not. But a lot of people don't want to do that because they just want to mold someone into. And that is issues parental issues, mommy, daddy issues. 
Sometimes these issues don't even stem from your parents. They only stem from your cultural, you know, associations or your environmental associations. What you've been taught a man or woman should be and what you think a man or woman should be based on who has told you that this is what a man or woman should be. But without even sitting with the truth of what you need as a woman or man to have a partner sufficient or efficient enough to be who you need them to be in a connection. The fear of being honest is what's going to come up. The fear of sitting in that truth. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to look at the truth of self when you've ran from it for so long. It is really uncomfortable and it makes you feel like you're battling the world. You're needing to battle the world. You're wanting to go against the world for anybody challenging your thoughts, your ideas, and your existence in a way that makes you uncomfortable sitting in your identity. But what if your identity isn't even truly who you are? It is what you have put on as a mask to hide your true self from the realities of the world. You're hiding yourself. You're hiding from something that's going to exist whether you acknowledge it or not. So you may as well come out of shadow. Neglecting your needs, neglecting your wants, neglecting your ideas, neglecting your positions, neglecting what you want as a human being, what you're needing on a mental level, what you're needing emotionally, pretending you don't have emotions so that you don't have to feel the pain and hurt of being emotionally left and abandoned. So you continue to build this wall that's only going to suffocate you in the in the future. Because just because you deny yourself of what you need doesn't take away that need in the first place. It just hinders your growth because you don't have it. It's like you're not watering a plant and trying to pretend that plant doesn't need the water because it looks like it's thriving, but eventually it's going to die. And once something dies after being neglected and abandoned for so long, there is no bringing that thing back, no matter how fertile the soil was that you planted it in. Sometimes the roots are just that decapitated and they're that destroyed and there is no bringing them back. They have to be buried and a new beginning must start over. It's just what it is. You must start over. But understanding that there are lessons to this and acknowledging the rebirths that are taking place, acknowledging the shifts that are taking place and trying your hardest and your damnness to stick with the truth of that in a way to help you evolve and grow and just become a better human being. That's the goal. That's the goal. Shedding those old ideas when it comes to relationships and comes to opportunities and comes to the realizations that you will be met with accepting that yes I've been disappointed yes I have missed out on some great opportunities yes I have been afraid of my own power yes I've been afraid of vulnerability yes But knowing when it's time to go within yourself so that you can fuel yourself with what you're needing so that you can actually sow seeds that pour into you first, that feed you first, that provide you the nutrients you need first. That is the idea of 
healing and recovering and growing and evolving. Taking the time to sit with yourself and acknowledging when you've lacked the strength to deal with yourself. You've lacked the strength of opportunities to be yourself. You failed yourself because you feared what that looks like. You feared what that means. You feared going against everything you've been taught is the truth or your truth. You feared really trying to get to know yourself. And if it's put you in a moment, in a place of heartbreak, immense pain, immense discomfort and disappointment in silence though, because you haven't had the strength to step out on that. So this is going to help you and it's going to teach you the importance of being devoted to you and the higher part of you because there's a journey and there's a, a ladder that you're needing to access that part. But you're still on the bottom tier out of fear of going forward because you're afraid of what you have to leave behind. Even if it's not people, it's parts of yourself. But understanding that you're not alone. When you say that you have a connection with God and you believe in God and you're spiritually aligned and you're spiritually attuned and you have your ancestors supporting you, then you know you're not alone, right? You know that no matter how hard the journey gets, you are supported, right? You know that everything that is coming up for you to address is necessary, right? So that you can get to where it is you're trying to go, but you won't be able to release that baggage and that pain and that insecurity and that fear until you address that it's there. You're needing a declutter. You cannot take risk and you cannot jump in, into the next thing and you cannot move forward and you cannot access your opportunities and uh, anything that is coming your way until you release yourself from all of the baggage and all of the things that you continue to hold on to. Expressing your true feelings with yourself about what you say you believe in. What do you really want? What is your stability really based on? What is your foundation really set on? And how can you decide to shift that? And do you even want to? There is a higher version of yourself that is trying to emerge. There are different levels of yourself that are trying to connect. There are different parts of yourself that are really, really striving for that. And regardless of all of the opportunities and all of the possibilities and all of the gifts that are at your reach, none of them will satisfy you because on a soul level, you're still trying to find your balance and understand what you even need. But the beautiful part about it is, is once you sit with all of this truth, you can begin to add the things that you need to your life that help you grow and evolve and move forward. It's been a long road. It's been a lot of baggage. It's been a lot of pain. It's been a lot of heaviness. It's been a lot of tears. It's been a lot of silent grief. It's been a lot of anger. It has been a lot of desperation. It has been a lot of prostituting your feelings and prostituting your existence and prostituting your thoughts and trying to be a part of everything just to feel seen. When the very 
very thing and the very person that's needing to be seen and needing to see you is looking you dead in the mirror and you don't even recognize. It's choosing to move forward, choosing to grow forward despite the pain, not holding on to the obstacles that have come your way, the hurdles that you've jumped over or the hurdles that you're trying to get over. It is choosing to be patient enough to identify the truth of a situation, the truth of your existence, the truth of the changing tides, the truth of the loss, the truth of the pain, the truth of the opportunities that really could bring you joy, the truth that not everything that you want is easy to attain and not everything that is meant for you is gonna be easy to sustain, but it's the desire to choose to go for it anyway. It's that ambition and that optimism that is going to continue to push you forward. It's arriving at that space where you acknowledge every part of yourself and not being afraid of it. It's sitting in the identity that you yourself can associate with, that you yourself have a hand in creating, not the identity that was put on you, the identity that was forced on you, or the beliefs that you've been taught are yours. It is okay to change your mind. It is okay and it's necessary, especially when what you've allowed yourself to be a part of and what you've allowed yourself to coexist in is not truly what you believe. There is a power that's lying deep within you that is requiring you to use your highest consciousness. Stand in your truth. Evaluate the parts of you that have lacked standing up for yourself. Understanding the control, understanding that you don't have to be a martyr for love and a martyr for connections and a martyr for companionship. Understanding that growth takes time. There is no, this idea of perfection getting to the finish line. Once you are done, once there's nowhere else to go and you've reached the highest level of, of wherever you're trying to go, what comes next? Death or starting over. So what are you rushing for? And why would you want to rush and half-ash your journey to benefit an illusion of other people's idea of success? Why? Relax. Sit with your truths, identify your truths, and honor that truth by any means necessary. You have to honor you first. Only then will true justice in your life be served. Only then will you reap the benefits of happiness and peace and joy and love and in abundance and really being able to say, I've gone through so much, but look at how great I turned out. Look at how blessed I am. Look at the grace and the mercy and the ability to identify with myself. Nobody can tell you anything about you because you reached this point of knowing thyself deeper more accurately, more transparent than anybody else can ever imagine. So why are you afraid of what that journey entails? Why are you afraid of going deep with you? Why? So this week we're, we're on this journey of 
adapting, but learning how to not choose others before us and honoring our spiritual connections and honoring those things that we really don't like. We didn't like it. We didn't like the pain. That heartbreak was something. That disappointment and that abandonment was something. That fear, oh boy, that's something. But I'm so grateful for the mercy and the grace that it took for me to get through it. I'm happy because who I've become is because of those things that I feared the most happening, but I needed them to happen so that I could forgive and I could learn to evolve beyond the pain. I didn't just sit in that pain and allow it to kill me. I didn't just sit in that environment that was toxic for me because I felt culturally I was supposed to. I didn't just sit in that religious doctrine because I felt like that's what was expected of me even when I felt like there was no connection there for me. I didn't wait for someone to tell me who God was. I didn't wait for someone to tell me who my ancestors were. I didn't sit in the neglect and the abandonment issues. I moved forward but I took some major lessons and I took some major jewels from those times and because of that look at who you are and look at where you've become what you've become in the midst of everything happening around you this is how you honor the revelations this is how you honor the path for some of you who are into crystals um, some of the crystals that will really assist you this this um this week will be magnetite um that's a very beautiful potent black crystal it stimulates the root chakra the root chakra again is located at the base of your spine and um so it's about it's along the first three of your vertebrae at the pelvic plexus and this is a chakra that's often Represented as calling in the energy starting at the base and going forward. You know, it's how you feel safe. It's where you stimulate survival and your basic needs. It's the grounding, right? It's the root chakra is the foundation how on how you build your life. It's your roots. So this is going to be a very powerful stone for you to crystal for you to learn about and study and focus on for meditation. A lot of you may need a visual to meditate and that would be very helpful for you. Another crystal will be the dioptize. Uh, dioptize. <laughs> I always get that one mixed up, but it's a crystal that operates and fulfills the heart chakra. The heart chakra, as we know, is where our um, our our love and our nurturing and our um, emotional contentment and our connection to family and our empathetic space is ruled. It is very significant when it comes to matters of your heart, matters of things that matter the most to you when it comes to family and love and your compassion and all of these different parts of you. So that is a very beautiful stone as well. It comes in a dark color it's a black but it has like these beautiful hints of turquoise um and a little bit of rose quartz looking into it so it's a mixed blend but it's very very powerful as well another one is sodalite 
um, satellite that is a crystal as well. And that is very, very powerful when it comes to your third eye. And we know that our third eye is consciousness. That is awareness. That is something that's very, very um, powerful when it comes to seeing things beyond the surface, spiritual work, spiritual connecting, spiritual um, alignment. These are, this is a very powerful stone for that. It is a blue um, royal blue rose cordy with some dark colors mixed up in it. So that is a very potent, heavy, um, beautiful stone for connecting with your third eye. And it also brings up this, this idea of comparison over, uh, compassion over comparison. So it helps you to gain perspective of yourself. It's reminding you that There is no comparison to authenticity. You are who you are and you're one of a kind. So it's a reminder of that. Another one would be a Vandenite and a Vandenite is a crystal that is very powerful again for your root chakra. The root chakra is our grounding. It is how we create. It is the foundation. So that is another stone for you. If you are um, not liking the magnetite, you can get a Vandenite and both of those are really good for the grounding and the root chakra. The rose quartz is a common one. That is the heart chakra as well. And it's reminding you of your unwavering worthiness. Sometimes we can be so caught up in the pain of something and the um, misfortune of something that we forget how worthy we are in our purest state. So it doesn't benefit you to become something you're not just to say you're that to associate yourself with something outside of you. You have to know you're worthy of everything in in this entire journey that you are currently on. And um, if you are into, let's say animal totems. I speak a lot about them and I've always spoke about animal totems and flowers that are really good for the healing journey. So we have the bleeding heart flower that is very good for heart healing. Now you have crystals that support the heart chakra and you have flowers. Some people are really into flowers and we are in the fall season. So there's not a lot of flowers, but you can look up these type of flowers and you can just, if you, if they come into your dream, some people just have preferences for certain type of flowers anyway. So this could be something that you are connected to. The lilac is a very beautiful healing um, flower. It is Reminding you of the vitality within your soul. It's reminding you of that important connection within yourself on a deep level internally. So that's a very beautiful, beautiful flower. The lotus is a flower that signifies enlightenment. So it's connecting deeper with you. It's connecting deeper with the higher consciousness. And this is what we are on this week. This is a very powerful flower. And um, yeah, it's just a powerful flower. And then we have honoring ourselves, the buttercup in tomorrow's episode I do mention the buttercup it was very prevalent in um, one of my dreams as well so the buttercup is a flower that signifies honoring thyself honoring who you are honoring you in your most authentic form the buttercup it's a yellow and very beautiful it looks like a sunflower but it's not a sunflower it's a buttercup and then last but not least you have the deer Bambi, (laughs) the deer signifies grace, giving yourself grace. 
this feminine energy of uh, nurturing, but also very strong and um, just a very strong animal totem. So a deer, a deer signifying grace. So if that comes in your dreams or if it's something you find yourself drawn to, it's something that you kind of like, gives you a little bit of information on how you can use these things as you are navigating through this week and trying to become closer with thyself. Okay. So going ahead this week, know that this is all a part of the journey and we cannot skip the process. Yes. You started week one, you've written out the things that, you know, you have attached yourself to, you're trying to gain clarity on what it is you feel about certain things. You gain, you know, your honest voice. You've spoken your truth. You've written those things out. And now it is time to honor the lessons of those things, good, bad, and indifferent. It is about honoring the process. It is about honoring what those emotions felt like, honoring what that reality looks like, honoring the existence of everything that has made you who you are. Getting to know your spiritual connections, getting to know your spiritual alliances, understanding God on a deeper level, on a personal level, becoming one with the ancestral beliefs that you have, understanding why they're there. That is what this week and going forward will do to assist us on this journey ahead. Week two is going to be very powerful especially once you've done the work from week one. Okay. So this is your intuitive energy corner. I hope that it has given you a little bit of clarity and understanding in what honoring revelations really is and how you can do that with peace and ease, knowing it's a part of your journey. Be gentle with yourself, be gentle with your heart, allow the emotions, allow the stimulations to present themselves. It's needed. There's something there for you. And um, once you see it, once you acknowledge it, once you have become aware of it, then you can literally move forward from there. Okay. So write these things out. Keep yourself a journal. Um, And I can't wait to check in with you guys and see what you're feeling. Know that we will have our newsletter it will come out tomorrow and week two begins tomorrow so let's wrap this week up in preparation of what more we're about to embark on okay i love you guys i love your freaking souls until our next intuitive or our daily dose of energy bye